Welcome to the Willing to Listen South Bruce Proud podcast. Willing to Listen is a grassroots volunteer group based in South Bruce, Ontario, that is dedicated to thoroughly investigating multiple aspects of Canada's proposed deep geological repository for spent nuclear fuel. I'm Sheila Wittick, and I'm so excited to have you join me as we delve into this controversial project. On today's episode of Willing to Listen, which is our second episode of Community Connections, I am joined by James Needham. He is another South Bruce resident who would like to share his opinions on the proposed DGR. Well, thanks so much for coming on today. Um, if you wouldn't mind taking a second to just introduce yourself. I'm James Needham. I live in Teeswater. I grew up in Wingham. Spent a lot of time in Teeswater as a kid growing up. My mom's actually from Teeswater and uh, very fond of Teeswater, lots of memories. In 2008, me and my wife, Michelle, purchased a house here in Teeswater. She's from Teeswater. And uh, yeah, so we've been living here since 2008. Spent a lot of time here as a teenager. Played my one year of minor hockey here in Juvenile in 2003 and liked it and set up shop here. It's a very nice little town. I have to agree. Absolutely. As someone who isn't from around here myself either originally, it is a, it was a culture shock coming from Aurelia to Teeswater. It's quite a bit smaller, but no, it's a really nice little friendly town. I've never had a whole lot of problems. So let's start out with kind of a bit of, I don't know if overview is the right word, but what you know about the proposed DGR in South Bruce. I know that the proposed DGR will be a underground warehouse for Canada's spent fuel from our reactor fleet, more or less. Yeah, that's kind of the short and sweet of it, I guess. I don't know. In, the, in the last interview I did with uh, Ryan, I had said, I'm like, it's not really a fair question, but I, it's hard to sum it up. In a, in a little bit, I know if someone asked me what I know about it, I could go on for hours, as can most people. But I think it's kind of important to kind of start with a baseline. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at the DGR specifically, like what benefits do you see it potentially bringing to the community? Well, I see, I see the jobs that will come. And I, I'm, I'm well aware that a lot of the jobs will be trades jobs and they will go to unionized bodies. So there might not be a large volume of South Bruce residents who directly benefit and get jobs from it, but there will be some who do. And there will be the lasting jobs after the construction phase of the project is complete. I also see, you know, the NWMO has already put a pile of money into South Bruce. It can be seen with the equipment that's been, or the money that's been donated so that equipments can be purchased for both the Teeswater and Mild May Fire Departments. Um, they give money to our parks so our kids have a place to play, stuff like that. So though I thought benefit will continue on. Um, infrastructure, uh, they will, you know, they're going to have to beef up some of the infrastructure and, and they will help with the bill for that. So that will benefit the residents as well. Those are kind of the immediate positives to the community that I can think of. Yeah, um, it, it's maybe, the same. It's a it can be a really long list too, depending on how you, depending on how you break it up. The thing that I find yeah. um, with the jobs aspect specifically, I'm trying to get I'm trying to get somebody on to do an interview with me about um, the jobs specifically. I just haven't found the right um, person yet for that interview, but being that 
you know, we're already looking at if Silkbrews is selected, we have at least 10 years before construction starts probably um, to do an environmental mm -hmm. assessment. It's going to take a while. Um, and that's yeah. if everything goes smoothly. And then, you know, by the time we start construction and operations, there's a lot of time there where they can train people. Like there, there is the potential there for them to have a lot of South Bruce residents trained to do the jobs as long as they are willing to train them. And I'm hoping that's something they will include in their community agreement is the willingness and the ability to train local people. Obviously there are some jobs you can't just train someone for, you have to go to school for, but I feel like there's a lot of them that we'll be able to train. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm sure, I'm quite sure there will be, if there's qualified individuals from our area that will certainly be in the running for some jobs right and even as far as operations go you know there's there's lots of time there too for kids if they want to do that if we know we're a host community they can go to school and plan for that it's kind of the nice thing about it exactly. being such a long-term a long-term project you know is that those kids right now that are in you know the late public school high school they can they can plan their education accordingly if they want a job in that field absolutely so we talked about the benefits a little bit. So what kind of concerns do you have about the project? Uh, I guess probably the same concerns as most people in regards to the environment. We have to make sure that it's safe. But I guess I, I didn't point out that I do work at Bruce Power. I'm on the nuclear response team. So having getting to be around, you know, pretty well and go anywhere we want in the plant and seeing how things how things operate and and the nuclear industry in a whole and getting to to learn about it and stuff, it's really helped curb any concerns that I've had because I see the safety record and the precautions taken with every little detail at work, like the amount of planning that goes into the smallest tasks at work and stuff like that. So that's kind of helped. I know that they'll take the same care when they're planning out the DGR. And so I don't, I don't really have too big of concerns. But I mean, like, obviously I'm concerned about the environment, but I know that they will never, ever put the environment at risk. Like they just won't because that's just not an option. So I guess, I guess my concerns are, are kind of limited. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of the page I'm on. Obviously, I don't want anything to happen to our environment. We live in a beautiful part of the country. We're really lucky here. Um, we're beside the Great Lakes. You know, we all know that they're the largest source of fresh water in the world. Nobody wants to see anything happen to those, those assets. But I, I feel at the same time that the CNSC, the Canadian Nuclear Safety Commission, they, they won't license a DGR if it's not safe. Um, they, they don't want to put people in the environment at risk either. Um, yeah, exactly. And just when you mentioned their two-year employment at Bruce Power in NRT, um, like as an operator at Bruce Power, I feel like that has really helped me see this in a different light also, because much like security, we, we go almost anywhere, you know, we doing our rounds and routines and we are involved with almost all the work that goes on in the station as operations somehow is involved. And yeah, like the procedures they have in place to make sure that it's done safely really reinforces just how seriously they take that. And I can't see the DGR being any different. Yeah, I agree. I, I, if everything's so safety focused, I don't see it being a different and that really alleviates a lot of concerns. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. So what effects have you seen both positive and negative, uh, throughout the siting process on South Bruce and the surrounding areas? Positively, I, 
I'm just the benefits. Like, like I said, I'm on the fire department here in Teeswater. Just like I know that we've gotten donations from the NWMO to purchase equipment and same with mild may that we might not otherwise get right now because we just, there's not the money to go around to get it. And then there's been the other, other projects that have taken place, like the park rebuild and stuff like that. I think those are all positive benefits because these aren't necessarily things that would have happened otherwise, because that money would have to go to other projects in the municipality. So those are bonuses, the negative impacts. I haven't really seen any other than the community divide. You know, there's people who are dead set against the project. There's people who are neutral and then there's people who think it's a great thing. And, and the negative impact has been friends and people who've grown up together are now, you know, not talking or they're arguing and it's caused a lot of tension and friction on people and some of their relationships. That's definitely been the negative side. The interesting thing to me is this project is still very much hypothetical. Maybe that's the wrong word, yeah. but it's not like they haven't chosen a community. They haven't said they want to build it here. And we already have people who are not talking to other people over their opinion yeah. on a hypothetical project. It's like, it seems kind of childish to me, but to each their own, I suppose. Yeah. Like we could go through this whole process, this whole rigmarole and they decide, you know what? Um, we're not going to go through with it after all. And so all that fighting and arguing is for nothing. That's, that's definitely a possibility, right? Yeah. And I think, I think the thing that is often forgotten is people aren't going to forget, you know, when, no. if the DGR comes here or not, people aren't going to forget how people made other people feel. No, nor should so, they. No matter how, no matter how this plays out, I don't think, I don't think the community divide will ever be healed properly. But that's just my opinion. No, I don't think so either. No, I Which don't, I agree with you very sad especially like i said over a hypothetical project that we don't even know is going to come here or not exactly my last question is what kind of advice would you give to someone who is unsure or undecided about the project i would just say to be open to the process and to be willing to learn there's a lot of stereotypes and and myths and falsies around the nuclear industry to begin with that just aren't correct and if you don't take the time to properly educate yourself, they can, it, it can definitely seem very scary and intimidating. But if you take the time to actually learn and clarify some of these myths and falsehoods, then you realize it's not really that bad and you shouldn't be scared of, scared of what's going on. So just, you, but you have to be open. You can't be closed-minded. And you can't believe what some people say. Like you have to fact check and, and get the real story because otherwise it's detrimental. Yeah, I, I've always kind of said to people also, just to add to that, you know, fact checking involves going outside of your echo chamber. Yeah. You know, if, if, you, if you're hearing something that sounds um, or something that is like anti-nuclear or against the industry or a negative fact, you should probably try to check some places that aren't anti-nuclear or against nuclear power or same with if there's something that you hear that's you know in favor it's not a bad idea to do some checking on things that aren't related to nuclear to try to get some more background information i know i've talked to a lot of doctors about radiation risks um, which has really opened my eyes to the low dose radiation and just how i don't want to say safe because it is radiation but not as large of a concern as people think it is yeah exactly and i think that on the other side of that too like 
I'm willing to listen to what the other side's concerns are as well. And, and what, but they have to be open and transparent about what their actual concerns are. And maybe some of those can be clarified and alleviated, but they have to be open and willing to listen. You, you know, you just have to have an open mind. What I have found with that, that particular thing is kind of twofold. It was a conversation I've had a couple of times now about interests versus positions. And I find we have a lot of people who are very ingrained in their position and mm-hmm. you can't discuss things with someone who's in a position, you're just going to end up arguing. But if they would tell us or be yeah. open about their interests or the NWMO or tell whoever, be open about their interests, we can work together to make sure those things are addressed. I'm a firm believer that South Bruce is a really strong community and there is nothing that we can't accomplish if we all work together. And then at the other hand, we have individuals who will tell you what their interests are, but they don't like the answer. So the answer is a lie, you know, and that's also not conducive to any sort of discussion. If no one is going to ever say anything that's going to alleviate your interest, what's the point in talking? There's no point. And and at the end of the day, I just want to see the community flourish and be here for, be uh, prosperous for many generations and not headed down the path that it's been headed down for the last while. Um, yeah. that, that's that's really what my goal is and that's what all of our goals should be yeah me too I'd like all to love see, community i'd like to see a place where my kids can stay and work and raise their families and then their kids can stay and work you know and not have to move away to the city like a lot of kids do around here exactly but that's uh that's all i've got so thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me today james i really appreciate it no problem thanks Jill. And that's it for this episode of Willing to Listen, South Bruce Proud. I look forward to further investigating Canada's plan for spent nuclear fuel along with all of you. Thanks so much for joining me. And remember, we don't have to agree on anything to be kind to one another. Mm